0: What's happening, everybody? Justin Bridgewater's finest on YouTube, Blockbuster Underscore Guy on Twitter, fueled as always by the incredible folks at Nerd Tees, and welcome to Week Nine of my weekly NFL football pick show for the 2022 NFL season. And we're coming off of a Week Eight that was, you know, relatively successful. Unfortunately, we did give a little bit back once again on the totals, so we couldn't we couldn't keep our totals momentum from the last couple of weeks but so far of course i'm re- i'm recording this on monday we have not played the monday night football game yet obviously cincinnati is in cleveland tonight to take on the browns and uh unfortunately i will that will not be a part of the uh, the considerations for what we're going to be streaming and talking about today but in week eight, 10 and four straight up, back into double digits, straight up for the first time in, I want to say like five weeks. So that feels really good to get back to double digits, especially in a week that's not a full week. I've got the Cincinnati Bengals winning the game tonight, so that could get me to 11, which would be excellent. But hey, 10 and 4, I'm feeling pretty good about 10 and 4. 68, 53, and one on the season for just over 55 and percent. Uh, against the spread, going to be over 500 once again at eight and six against the spread. That has me three games over 500 for the season at 62, 59, and one. And I'm picking like pieces of that mask that I had on at the beginning of the live stream. I'm picking pieces of it off of my face because God, I've had that thing for a long time. And then like I mentioned, the totals not exactly great. Five and nine so far last week. Uh even money now, 61 and 61 on the season for the play tonight. I've got the Bengals covering minus three and a half, and I've got over 47 on the point total. So that's what we're looking for tonight to try to move those records up. Platinum, gold, silver, and bronze. Pretty strong week, uh, with the exception of the gold pick, unfortunately, which was the one that was running hot. But the bronze pick and the silver pick, both two and one on those, and both of those picks now 15 and nine overall on the season. Uh, in the bronze pick, Minnesota beat Arizona. Miami covered against the spread, but the Patriots and the Jets failed to go over the point total. In the silver pick, Buffalo beat Green Bay, and the 49ers covered against the spread, but the Raiders and the Saints failed to go over. The first and only time I've picked with the Raiders to win a game this season, go back, look it up, it's the first time I've done it, and they have arguably their most embarrassing performance that I've ever seen. So that only makes sense. So the gold pick, only 1-2 last week, which evens that record at 12-12. The Cowboys beat the Bears, but the Giants failed to cover against the spread, and Baltimore and Tampa failed to stay under. So only went 1-2 on that one, but I did sweep the Platinum pick from last week, which you always love, to move to 14-9-1 on the Platinum pick so far this season. Philly beat Pittsburgh Tennessee covered against the spread, and the Packers and the Bills stayed under the point total. Taking a peek at the Bridgewater's finest pick and pull for season 11 of this show, I have moved up three spots from last week. Now in 15th place out of 36 with 597 confidence points, which is good for just over 59%. Of the overall share. And that's on the back of a very strong week eight so far. 92 of 120 confidence points with nine points on the game tonight for Cincinnati. So that's already 76.7%. And I can have myself a week in the triple digits, which would feel great if Cincinnati gets the win tonight. Shout out to our week eight leader at this point. Can't call them a winner yet because obviously we have a game yet to play. But return of the crack having an excellent week at 11 and three straight up 103 of 120 possible confidence points 85.8 percent for week eight they are leading the way right now for the week and aim 2022 remains the overall leader in that pool 75 46 and one 660 of a thousand and ten possible confidence points so far this year 65.3 percent so return of the crack leads i think only by like a single point right now. So the week is still wide open. I'll update that in the comments below, uh, after tonight and aim 2022 still leading the way, but shout out to half moon's picks as well. He's second place in this pool. And we're going to take a peek now into fantasy corner, which is of course brought to you by the dynasty trade calculator. Now the dynasty trade calculator is available in the description to this live stream and video, as well as the audio version of the podcast, I believe. My affiliate link is there, and for as little as $3, you can gain access to the Dynasty Trade Calculator, one of the absolute best resources available to you online for Dynasty Keeper and long term fantasy football trade evaluations, player rankings. Podcasts. You got a lot of great experts on that site and a lot of folks who are going to help you improve your stock in your fantasy leagues, especially those that are dynasty and long term. And that's, again, that's what I've dove into even more this year now with the startup in the Anti and Co pool. And I had myself a bomb of a week in fantasy. I at least partially credit that to the dynasty trade calculator. So check out my affiliate link. For as little as three dollars, you can gain access to the DTC. So, in the professionals dynasty, I picked up the win over Billy B. Now, that was a projected loss. Actually, it's I'm going to say it's a projected win because again, technically, the week is not over yet. So, it's a projected win against Billy that'll take me to a projected record of six and uh, sorry, two and six. But I am on. I would be on back-to-back wins if that did happen. I just made a very difficult trade in that league where I traded Devontae Adams. I was good for the future of the franchise, to be perfectly honest, my fantasy franchise at the very least. So I did trade Devontae Adams, and I wound up with one of my best weeks of the season. And, um, you know, fantasy's weird sometimes. You trade one of your, you know, your your anchor players, your cornerstone players, and sometimes it works out, and it just did for me this week, which is awesome. In the Anti and Co dynasty, I am projected to get the win over Chris as well, which would move my record to 5-3, uh, and three, which I'm feeling pretty good in that pool. Obviously, that's a brand new startup dynasty, and I'm feeling pretty good about my team. When you look at the breakdown of the roster top to bottom, I feel pretty good about it. So a couple of projected wins for me right now with, of course, whatever is left to happen this evening will still happen. And I'll take this opportunity, of course, to remind you that if you go to the description of this live stream or the VOD, or the audio version of the podcast, you're going to find all of my results from last week, all of my straight up against the spread and over under plays for week nine in the NFL in 2022. You're going to find information on joining the Bridgewater's Finest Pick'em Pool for season 11 of this show. You're also going to find information on joining the NFL YouTube Prognosticators Facebook page, where there's almost 400 people in there right now, and we talk football all week. You're also going to find information on my great friends and sponsors. Sponsors, of course at nerd tees andrew in the chat sounds like you survived carver the clown this week then you missed monday night football game i survived I, I, i'm gonna take that as a win uh thanks for stopping in and checking out the stream andrew now nerdtease.ca, as I mentioned. That is the place that you need to go, Nerd teas and coffee bean at nerdtease.ca. And you need to go there for a bunch of incredible gift ideas for everyone on your list for this coming holiday. It's gonna be here before you know it. Nerdteas.ca is where you need to go. And when you go there, you're gonna wanna use my promo code, which is BWFINEST. That is gonna save you 15% at checkout. You're also gonna get free shipping in Canada on any order over a hundred bucks, which is excellent value. You're also gonna get a great value on the US dollar. There's a great conversion rate right now for my American viewers and listeners. So you wanna make sure that you go there and check out a bunch of incredible stuff that you can find on nerdteas.ca. like today's blend, which is strawberry daiquiri tea. It's a little more caffeinated than some of the other ones, because I got a long day ahead of me, folks. I'm going to need every little bit of this. So you go to nerdtease.ca, you use that promo code, which is BWFINEST, you save your 15%, you get your free shipping, find yourself something to love, or find someone you love something to love. You can do it at nerdtease.ca. Paxton Daly's in the chat saying, good morning, I logged on an hour ago, forgot the time was in Eastern time. Oh no, that's not great. That's not good at all. Sorry about that, Paxton. Uh, Yeah, I always try to configure the times in Eastern because I know most of the people that watch this show... ...are on the East Coast, or it seems that most of the people that watch the show, certainly live, are, like, on the East Coast or close to it. So, I always try to put it in Eastern time. Plus, I mean, with us operating on Atlantic, like, it's just, like, ingrained in my brain to just, like, don't give a time in Atlantic time because unless it's for something that's going on here nobody's going to know what you're talking about. So uh, the Eastern time zone is just kind of ingrained in my brain. So sorry about that, but I'm glad that you're here. All right. Week nine picks. We're going to grab the handy dandy journal. We're going to uh, try to fish the pencil out of there. There we go. So, Week 9. We don't, for the first time this season, don't really have a lot of injury conversation to have. So that won't really be a part of what we're going to talk about this morning. There's a couple little ones that I want to make mention of, but not even ones that appear to be serious injuries, you know what I mean? So, they'll be mentioned, but not something that I think is going to have a huge impact on who I think is going to win or lose the game. No, what we're really going to be focusing on today is... um, Really, it's it's kind of gut, and it's it's looking at these teams because like we're we're hitting we've hit the halfway point of the season now. Week nine is basically the halfway point of the year, so the teams that are contenders and the teams that are playoff contenders is the halfway point of the season. You got to start acting like it, and if you're not contenders, then forever hold your peace. But if you are. Some of these teams haven't been acting like contenders at this point, and here's hoping that that begins. And that's kind of what we're going to lean into a little bit this week when we're going through the picks. Let's waste no more time. Let's get started with the ultimate trap scenario for the NFL in 2022. That is the Thursday night game, which is the Philadelphia Eagles-Eagles in Houston to take on the Houston Texans. Now the Eagles obviously still the NFL's only undefeated remaining team at 7 and 0. The Eagles are not just 7 and 0, they're also 5 and 2 against the spread. So not only are they beating teams, they're also beating Vegas, which obviously is a big um it's a big accomplishment for a team to be that solid against the spread and Philly has been a favorite in every single game this year. So they've been favorites every single time, and they've covered against the spread five times. So this Eagles team, obviously, if if you didn't know by now, this Eagles team, they're kind of good. Uh, the Houston Texans, the worst team right now, rankings-wise, in the AFC, second only, I think, to Detroit overall, because Houston does have that tie from the beginning of the year against Indianapolis, I think it was. So Houston's at 1-5-1, Detroit's at 1-6, and six, so technically I would put them behind them. Uh, Houston has been an underdog in every single game so far this season, and against the spread, they're they're even money. They're 3-3-1 against the spread, so they are beating Vegas sometimes, but boy, it's awfully tough to go up against this Eagles team right now and expect much of anything good to happen. The Eagles are just playing on a whole nother level, and with the trade deadline coming up tomorrow, again, would not be shocked to see a certain... Uh, Cleveland Browns running back, uh, whose last name begins with uh, Bunt um, on the Philadelphia Eagles roster for this game coming this week. I really believe Kareem Hunt to Philadelphia is a thing that's going to happen. But that's also just me. Uh, Eagles top five total or top five scoring offense top five scoring defense Houston a bottom five scoring offense points have been very hard to come by for the Texans now that may come a little bit easier this week because I know Jordan Davis uh, is dealing with a high ankle sprain he's having an MRI today I believe but if it's a high ankle sprain he's going to be out for a few weeks so that does weaken the Eagles defensive interior. We may see a quite a good game out of Damian Pierce coming up this week, but I mean, they're going to need a lot more than that. And right now that offense is the Damian Pierce show. I mean, he's, he's the single biggest offensive weapon on that whole team, but he can't beat the Philadelphia Eagles on his own. So he's not going to, (laughs) we're definitely on the Eagles in this one. Let's take Philly on the road in Houston to get the win over the Texans. Now against the spread, The Texans are 13-point dogs, and I'm going to lay those 13 points on Philadelphia. Houston can't score. Like, they cannot score. The defense has been all right, the scoring defense anyway. It's been all right. Houston can't score at the best of times, and they're going up against the top five scoring defense. So, I have to lay the 13 points. It's almost a gift that it's under two touchdowns because that's another key number to not really have to go past. So I'm gonna lay the 13 on the Eagles. I don't usually like to lay these big numbers, but I'm gonna go ahead and lay those points total in the game set at 43 points. I have to go under because even though the Eagles offensively are exceptionally good, um, Houston's scoring defense is like average, maybe even a little well, a little little better, a little worse than average. They're somewhere around league average, but What am I going to get offensively from the Texans? I don't know. I'm going to give Damian Pierce one offensive touchdown. That's about the extent of what I'm going to be able to do here. So we're going to go under 43 points in Philadelphia, Houston. The Eagles can still blow them out and stay under this point total, which is what I think is going to happen. Let's go Philly 31, Houston 7. So I will give Houston again, the one offensive touchdown, but this is the ultimate trap situation. So Am I going to be shocked if Houston pulls a massive upset? Not really, because that's just the way the NFL has gone this year. Now, favorites are kind of starting to come around a little bit over the last couple of weeks, but like underdogs and under on the points tend to be what's hitting this year. Uh, Andrew in the chat says, I do agree with the Eagles. However, it could be trap game or 702 call coming on Thursday night because it's a short week. Absolutely. You're 100% right. Anything can happen in these, these primetime games. So Houston could absolutely win this game. Taking the points with the Texans is probably the smart play. I just see so many paths to the Eagles blowing them out. I just, I can't personally do it. Let's go to Atlanta now. The Falcons are going to play host to the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, both of these teams come in with four wins on the season, but that's a tale of two cities. Um, The Chargers, I don't think are overly happy with only four wins through eight weeks of the season. I think they're looking at themselves being like a Super Bowl contender, which is certainly what I thought. The um, the Chargers are, and right now they're not really looking like that. Uh, if you're Atlanta, you definitely take four wins through eight weeks. Atlanta's got to be ecstatic that they have four wins to this point in the season. They're leading their division. There's no way that team should be leading their division, but they are, and it's one of the better stories of this early NFL season. Uh, the Chargers, who are the favorites coming into this game, have been favorites uh, six times so far this year. They're even money against the spread at three and three. In those situations, Chargers are also coming into this game fresh off of their bye week, which has to be a good sign for them. Now for Atlanta, Atlanta's only been a favorite one time this year. They're a three point dog in this game at home. The Falcons are six and one against the spread as a dog. If they're taking points, they're six and one against the spread. Elite level play against Vegas this year. It's got to feel good for the Falcons. They're in a spot here that they got to be somewhat comfortable with. Neither one of these teams have very good scoring defenses. They both rank in the bottom five of the league. I expect a lot of points. I'm going to take the dog here. I'm going to take the Falcons as a home dog to win this game outright. I think Atlanta welcomes LA into their building but leaves that game with a win. Falcons get the upset win at home against the Chargers. On the line like I mentioned the Chargers are three-point favorites coming into this game. It's not that they don't deserve to be the favorites in this spot. I think I'm just kind of going with the numbers here. I think the Falcons top to bottom might not necessarily be the better team but they're definitely the more resilient team. The Falcons are an exceptionally resilient football team, so I'm going to grab them to get the win, obviously taking the three points with the Atlanta Falcons, and in fact, I like that so much against the spread that Atlanta plus three is going to be my bronze pick against the spread this week. Total in the game, set at 48 and a half points, I mentioned it off the top, two bottom five scoring defenses so far in the NFL, take the over, the number doesn't even begin with a five. Like it's 48 and a half. Take the over in this one. This one feels like a bit of a layup. And so much so, over 48 and a half points in Chargers-Falcons is going to be my platinum pick this week on the totals. Like two bottom five defenses fire away. Give me the, give me the over on this one for sure. So over 48 and a half points in Los Angeles, Atlanta, let's go. Falcons 27 chargers 24, like the Falcons take the points and give me the over. Uh, Andrew says chargers were in a much needed bye week That's absolutely right. Uh, they'll be hungry for a win. I agree with that. They'll come into this game as healthy as they've been in some time. I just, I have some faith in this Atlanta Falcons team all of a sudden. The Miami Dolphins will travel to Chicago to take on the Chicago Bears. Uh, Miami a five-win team so far this season. Chicago sitting with three, which I think is about where people probably thought kind of around where they'd be through eight weeks. Maybe maybe more people might thought they'd only be around two. So they may be exceeding uh, some some very low Uh, expectations. Dolphins come into this game on the tail end of back-to-back road games. And as a favorite, they've covered twice in four opportunities against the spread. So they are two and two as betting favorites this year. Chicago going to come into this game as a home dog. Chicago has covered three times against the spread as a dog this year, but they are under 500 in that case at three and four. Bears also boasting a bottom 10 scoring offense even though these last couple of weeks Justin Fields has looked like one of the best players on the football field. The past two games Justin Fields has come into his own so I feel real good about having picked him up in one of my fantasy leagues. Not the dynasties obviously he was way too rich from my blood in dynasty but in a redraft league I managed to pick him up basically as my 1B to my Russell Wilson 1A in that league and I'm feeling really good about it because the last couple of weeks Fields has come to play. I think he comes to play in this one as well but I'm going to take the Dolphins here on the road. I think they're the better football team top to bottom and uh, as a a five-win team, the Dolphins are trying to establish themselves as a legitimate playoff threat. If that's the case, they can't afford to lose a non-conference game to a team the caliber of the Bears. So we're going to go ahead and grab the Miami Dolphins on the road in Chicago to get the win over the Bears. Now, on the line, the Bears are four and a half point dogs here at home. I'm actually going to take the Dolphins to cover this number. It's under a touchdown. I really love what they're doing with their wide receivers. Tua's is kind of coming into his own here as well after he's uh, returned from his injuries. So I'm going to go ahead and lay the four and a half points here on Miami. Total in the game set at 45 and a half. Kind of a coin flip because this is a really beatable number. I think I'm going to stick under on it because I think Chicago's defense and Miami's defense will do enough of a job to kind of mitigate the offensive opportunities that I think this stays under. We're going to go under 45 and a half points in Miami, Chicago. And uh, let's go twenty-three seventeen in favor of the Miami Dolphins. Twenty-three seventeen Miami means Dolphins win, Dolphins cover, and give me the under. Uh, Andrew, yeah, Justin Fields has been coming around as a great player. I should know I witnessed it last Monday night. Exactly. There you go. Oh, by the way, I I missed this when I was talking about Philly and Houston. Uh, The Eagles are my silver pick straight up this week. So, straight up silver picked Philadelphia Eagles over the Houston Texans. Apologies for missing that. See, we're flying through the episode this week. We're only 27 and a half minutes into the live stream portion. And uh, we're on to our fourth game already. So, let's keep up the momentum. The Carolina Panthers on the road in Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. So obviously the Bengals will be coming into this game on the short week because they play tonight, a game that obviously I haven't taken into consideration with what I'm talking about here this week. But so we don't know what's going to happen with the Bengals to this point. What we can say about the Bengals right now, they're a four-win football team, and they are 4-2 and two against the spread as a betting favorite. So they're a betting favorite tonight. That number will change Uh, The win number might change, obviously, with what happens this evening. And you always do have to, you know, be concerned when a team's coming in with a short week and less rest than normal. At the very least, they are at home. Uh, Carolina two wins so far on the season gotta wonder if they're regretting trading Christian McCaffrey watching how much he's balling out for the San Francisco 49ers right now it is unbelievable to watch him. Panthers coming into this game on the tail end of back-to-back road games they've been betting dogs five times this year they do have an above 500 record uh, against the spread as an underdog at three and two So they have done some good things. I think the offense is kind of average. I think the defense is kind of average. And at the very least, I can say the scoring offense and scoring defense for the Cincinnati Bengals are above average. They're in the top 10 in the NFL in both of those categories to this point. Pending whatever happens tonight. And I mean, if there's some huge injury that happens tonight, like if Joe Burrow has another knee injury or something, I'm obviously going to reserve the right to potentially change my pick in this. I do want to take a second to talk about the Panthers running back situation because I kind of went off on Twitter a little bit about this yesterday. So obviously there was a lot of overreaction on NFL Twitter to Donta Foreman's three touchdown game. And with good cause, because I mean, here's a player who had played in 33 games up to that point yesterday and had scored, I think five touchdowns in total in 33 games, only three of which I, three of which I believe were starts. So he got the start. He had a hundred percent opportunity share because Chuba Hubbard was injured and not playing and he made the most of it. And yes, that's two straight weeks of him putting up massive numbers in a big performance. Here's where uh, the the overreaction culture of football fans and talking heads and media people and everything like that, this is where it really kind of leans on me. This is a running back by committee, and it's going to stay a running back by committee. Donta Foreman did not steal the starting job in Carolina that, with those last couple of games. He didn't, because he's been in the league for a couple of years. We understand the back that he is. We're just seeing the, the absolute zenith of his potential in a two-game stretch. That's it. Chuba Hubbard started 10 games for this team last year. And people were looking at him like, oh, his numbers, look at his numbers, his numbers. He rushed for 600 yards and five touchdowns as a rookie, starting intermittently for a bad football team coached by Matt Rule. That's a pretty darn good rookie season as far as I'm concerned. So just the folks who are writing Chuba Hubbard's professional obituary and fawning over Dante Foreman, like Einstein's definition of insanity or the definition of insanity that's credited to Einstein. How many times are you going to see the same thing over and over again and react the same way and expect a different result? This is a running back by committee, and it's going to stay a running back by committee. When Chuba Hubbard's healthy, Chuba's going to get his touches. Now, in saying that, I think utilizing both of those backs makes Carolina a much more dangerous offensive team. Absolutely. Are the Carolina Panthers at their zenith capable of beating the Cincinnati Bengals? Absolutely. They, They absolutely are. Do I think they will this week? Probably not. Uh, I don't know whether Chuba's going to be back, to be perfectly honest. It may be another Dante Foreman game. And look, before yesterday, this was a stat that I looked up. Before yesterday, and I'm not meaning to sound like I'm crapping on Dante Foreman. He's a good football player. Before yesterday, Dante Foreman had never started a game and rushed for 70 yards in the same game. He started games. He's rushed for 70 yards or more before, but he's never done both of those things in the same game. So again, th- this this Danta Foreman take over the backfield, your, 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 your victory lap is a little quick here, and we don't really know what this Panthers offense is right now. It looks pretty good with PJ Walker. We got to see. We got a w- bigger sample size. So we're definitely going to be leaning on the Cincinnati Bengals here to pick up this win. And actually so much so, I like the Bengals as my platinum pick this week. Even though they're on the short week, even though anything can happen in the game tonight, I really like the Bengals in this spot at home. They've turned the corner. They're proving they're a contender. They're going to continue doing so tonight, I believe, and continue doing so next week against Carolina. So Cincinnati over Carolina, my platinum pick straight up. On the line, the Bengals are currently laying... Eight and a half points here as a big home favorite. And this was a tough one for me because it's not like the Bengals are the Bills, right? Like they're not a powerhouse, but they're a very good football team and a very good football team that's turned the corner. Yes, they don't have Jamar Chase anymore. He's going to be out for a while. That sucks. That definitely limits the offense, but that's why you have uh, guys like T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd behind him. That's still a really good one-two punch at wide receiver. You got one of the better backs in the league in Joe Mixon. I think the offensive potency of this Cincinnati Bengals team is capable of covering this number. It's This one's not great, but I'm going to lay the eight and a half points here on the Cincinnati Bengals at home against Carolina. I like Cincinnati to cover minus eight and a half. Total in the game set at 44. I think I'm going to stick under on this one. Because again, you don't know what the Panthers offense is going to look like week in and week out. And you've got a Bengals team that is a top 10 scoring defense in the NFL so far this year. This is a really beatable number, but I'm going to stick under on it. Under 44 points in Cincinnati, Carolina. Let's go. uh, Bengals 27, Panthers 13. Bengals win. Bengals cover under the point total. And Andrew says, it depends what Cincinnati does tonight. Then I will see what I would do. Planning to do my picks tomorrow. Excellent. Good news. A sip of nerd teas as well. Calm the savage beast that is my throat live streaming this early in the morning. The Green Bay Packers traveling to Detroit to take on the Lions. And if ever there was a get right spot for the Green Bay Packers, it might be this one. Although they're going to come into this game on back-to-back to back road games. This will be their third straight game away from Lambeau field. And I've been keeping track of the back-to-back road games teams all season. It ain't like it's been the last couple of years. I think they're 10 and 15 straight up. These are teams on the tail end of a back-to-back road game. I think they're 10 and 15 straight up and 10, 14, and one against the spread. So they're not finding the success that they found in years past. Packers, a bottom 10 scoring offense in the NFL, which again, something that I never thought I would see with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, but it is the case when, you know, the receivers are struggling. Now, Romeo Dobbs had a touchdown in the game last night, and the Packers did manage a uh, a backdoor cover on the uh, minus 10 and a half that I had the bills at, I did take the Packers plus the points. So I did manage a backdoor cover on that one, which did feel good. And honestly, I didn't think the Packers looked terrible in that game. They were up against a buzzsaw. The buzzsaw got them early, but after the first couple of touchdowns for the bills, that's a very even football game back and forth. So I think the Packers can actually take a lot of positives from that loss, even though like they're on obviously a, a massive, massive skid, but, I think the Packers can take, uh, pluses from that loss. Uh, the Detroit Lions, one and six on the season, uh, to start things off. Obviously, they were a feel good story through hard knocks, but it's unfortunately kind of come crashing down on them now. Uh, DeAndre Swift is back. It looks like he'll be back up close to 100%. I would hope for this football game. I certainly hope for Detroit's sake. Uh, Detroit are, um, home dogs in this matchup and they are two and three against the spread uh covering as underdogs this year so they do at least have something to kind of hang the hat on they're a top 10 scoring offense but they're a bottom five scoring defense their defense has not been able to stop anybody this year so it will be interesting to see what the Packers deploy against this team that obviously they know exceptionally well they play twice a year every single year I'm on the Packers in this one. It feels like a get right spot for them. And Green Bay over Detroit straight up is going to be my bronze pick. The Green Bay Packers over the Detroit Lions, my bronze pick straight up. Now against the spread, Detroit's taking plus 3.5 here as a home dog. This is a bad hedge, but I'm going to protect against the upset. And I'm going to go ahead and take um, uh, Lions plus the points. Plus 3.5. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, Having a little fun in the chat, apparently. Uh, One of the bots or whatever the heck it was. So Packers win, but I am going to take the Lions uh, plus 3.5 here against the spread. Again, bad hedge, but I'm going to go ahead and grab it. Total in the game set at 48.5 points. I think this stays under. Even though you have the Lions a bad... Again, a bad total score scoring defense. Really bad scoring defense. I think this still stays under because what is the upside of the Packers offensively right now? So we're going to stay under 48.5 points in Green Bay Detroit. Let's take Packers 24, Detroit 23. Green Bay gets the win. Maybe it's a Mason Crosby field goal. Maybe it's a feel-good moment. That's entirely possible. But uh, I like the Packers to win, but give me the points with the Lions and give me the under. All right, the Indianapolis Colts uh, traveling to New England to take on the Patriots. Patriots got a big win last week, a win that I did not I did not expect them to get. Like I had the Jets in that game last week. And now you got the Indianapolis Colts coming into town, only three wins on the season so far. Now New England's a fairly heavy favorite in this game, and Indianapolis at the very least is 2-1 against the spread this year as a betting underdog. Uh, Patriots, four wins to this point in the season, probably right around where most people expected them to be up to this point 21 and 1 against the spread as betting favorites which they are in this one and they're a betting favorite in large part due to the fact that like the Indianapolis Colts have just been almost nothing this year. Like they've they have done almost nothing. They're a bottom 5 scoring offense. They're a bo- uh, a they're a top 10 scoring defense. So they can keep some points off the board. But that offense has got to figure it out. Like they Okay, they benched Matt Ryan, Sam Ellinger is apparently the quarterback for the rest of the season, Uh, remains to be seen whether that was the smart move or not, we'll need more more information on that for sure, but for a Colts team that everybody thought, again, everybody thought, and turns out they may have thought wrong. We may have thought wrong, because I felt the same way. I think I'm going to grab the Patriots here, feels like maybe they turned a little bit of a corner. Uh, That win, obviously, against the Jets uh, last week is going to feel real good for them. It's going to be a momentum-builder division game. Belichick's got second place all to himself now in all-time wins. Maybe the Patriots start, you know, getting on a little bit of a run here and maybe making some noise in the AFC wildcard picture. Let's go ahead and grab the Patriots here at home to get the win over the Indianapolis Colts. On the line, the Patriots are laying six points. Six points is too many for a team that might just be turning it around now. Like this, this would not be six points against almost any other team in the league, but this is a result of a strong anti-Indianapolis reaction. That's why the Patriots are six point favorites in this game. So take the points with the Indianapolis Colts, because from a scoring perspective, they are the slightly better defense. So take the scoring defense, take the Indianapolis Colts, plus the six points, but I am hedging because I do like the Patriots to win. Total in the game set at 39.5 points. This is probably, uh, this is among my favorite totals of the week. I love the under in this. Even though it's 39 and a half, it's such a beatable number. We're going to go under 39 and a half points in Indianapolis, New England. And Indy, New England, under the 39 and a half is my bronze pick on the totals this week. We're going to go New England uh, 17, Indianapolis 14. So 17-14 Patriots. Patriots win. Colts cover the plus six and give me the under. Uh, Andrew's got a couple things in the chat here. If Green Bay loses to Detroit, Green Bay has to pack it in. I tend to agree. Uh, Andrew, Patriots won, but they won with special teams in the defense. If they keep doing that, they might win too many games. If Mac keeps making bad decisions, it's zappy time again. Right? I think all that's fair. Absolutely. Um, I'd like to see, uh, I'd like to see Mac turn things around. Because again, we talked about it last week, like Mac Jones is the starting quarterback here like like i mean he's he's the franchise quarterback for this team so anything the patriots do i think has got to be on the back of mac jones all right division matchup now the buffalo bills traveling to new york to take on the jets buffalo obviously coming up with the win last night against green bay i think it was was it 27 17 i believe it was so again convincing win for them multiple possessions top five scoring offense Top five scoring defense, none of that changed based off of last night. Buffalo's a wagon. Like, Buffalo, by all rights, should win the AFC, or at the very least, be in the AFC title game. Uh, New York Jets dropped that game, like we just mentioned, to the New England Patriots last week. This is still a five-win football team up to this point, which people obviously have to be ecstatic over, especially if you're a Jets fan. And they're also four and three against the spread as a betting underdog, which is what they are in this game. And they're a betting underdog massively. I believe it's the second biggest line of the week. There's Philly Houston that's minus 13. And in this game, Buffalo's laying 12 and a half points on the road in New York against the Jets. And quite frankly, that does not make sense to me. I, I I don't know how you can lay this many points. Yes, the Bills are a wagon. They're a great team. But on the road against a division opponent, it's just way too many points to lay. I'm going to go ahead and take the 12.5 points here with the New York Jets. Certainly playing better football than I think anybody expected them to at this point. Yes, they're starting to get riddled with injuries. But James Robinson having some more time now in that offense, I think, has to bode fairly well for them. I think the Jets cover this number. So give me the 12.5 on the New York Jets. Uh, So much so, actually, the Jets plus 12.5, that's going to be my platinum pick against the spread this week. Like, that's just way too many points in a division game. Uh, 47 and a half is the total that we have in this one. I think I got to stick under on it. Cause again, these are two fairly decent defenses and the Jets offensively can kind of go like this kind of go up and down. So it's tough to say exactly which Jets offense will show up. It's a relatively beatable number at 47 and a half, but I'm going to go ahead and take the under on it anyway. Under 47 and a half in Buffalo, New York. Let's go Bills 24, Jets 17. Bills get the win. Jets cover against the spread and give me the under on the points. The Minnesota Vikings traveling to Washington to take on the Commanders. Vikings, a six-win football team to this point in the season, a massive start for the Minnesota Vikings. They are a betting favorite in this one, in which games they are three and three against the spread. So they're covering about 50% of the time as betting favorites. They also have a top 10 to, uh, scoring offense in in the NFL so far this year. So they're definitely getting it done, putting the points on the board. Washington, four wins to this point in the year, has to feel fairly good for that franchise. Now they are only two and three against the spread as a betting underdog, which is what they are in this matchup. They also have a bottom 10 scoring offense. So points have been a little harder to come by for Washington this season, although I do feel that their offense has more upside uh, with Taylor Heineke. At quarterback than it does with you know our good friend Carson (laughs) Paxton getting bots means you've made it to the big time hopefully that's what that means the Vikings are the far and away better football team just top to bottom the the commanders have good pieces they have good pieces they have good pieces on offense they got some good pieces on defense they just seem to struggle to put it all together Uh, Or seem to put it together on a consistent basis, is what I should say. We have seen them put it together. They put it together against Green Bay. But on a consistent basis, not so much. And the Vikings are showing this season that they've got some consistency in their blood. They're playing excellent football. I like the Minnesota Vikings in this spot. So give me the Vikings on the road in Washington to get the win over the Commanders. As a matter of fact, Minnesota over Washington, is my gold pick this week. Minnesota beating the Washington Commanders in Washington, my gold pick straight up. Now on the line, Washington is taking three points here as a home dog. I like Minnesota to win. It's a relatively small price to pay. I'm going to lay the minus three on the Vikings. And I like that so much that Minnesota minus three is also my gold pick against the spread. So Minnesota straight up, my gold pick straight up. Minnesota, minus three against the spread. My gold pick against the spread. Total in this game set at 44 and a half points. I like the over in this one. I think Minnesota's offense winds up dictating the pace in this one. So I'm going to go over 44 and a half points in Minnesota, Washington. Let's go Vikings, 28. Commanders, 20. Minnesota wins. Minnesota covers. Give me the over on the points. Uh, let's see uh jets could be an upset uh the bills the afc east the toughest division in the nfl very interesting There, i mean with the emergence of the jets and i mean the patriots still around doing their thing like i think you can make an argument that all four teams in that division are good so you might be right you that might be the toughest division in football uh let's see andrew washington have bigger problems with dance not yeah i mean so much has already been said about the Dan Snyder thing. I don't feel like I have anything incisive to uh, to add to that conversation. I think he shouldn't be in the position that he's in. That's my scathing commentary on the Dan Snyder situation. Uh, let's see, five games left to talk about here. Let's start with the Raiders in Jacksonville taking on the Jags. Now, obviously the Jags having to travel home from London, uh, losing that game to Denver who are off this week. The Raiders... I I tweeted it earlier. I've picked the Raiders one time this year and it was their most embarrassing loss of the season. Do I fade them the rest of the year? Kind of feels like I should be fading them the rest of the year. Uh, The Raiders are going to come into this on the tail end of back-to-back road games. At the very least, Jacksonville does get to go home after that travel to... um, to the uk uh raiders have only won two games this year and as betting uh favorites which they are in this game very marginally which is really interesting against the spread as betting favorites they're two and three against the spread so they have covered a couple but it's less than 50 percent of the time the jags are also a two-win team and as underdogs the jags are two and three against the spread so these two teams are relatively similar where the difference i think really lies here is I don't trust the Raiders' defense, whereas I do kind of trust the Jags. Kind of, a little bit. I think the Jags can make a defensive play when they need to. I have no such faith in the Raiders. I really, really don't. And I think a defensive play towards the end of the game might be what is called for in this game. So I'm going to go with the team that I think could make that play. And that's the Jacksonville Jaguars. I like the upset here. I'm going to grab the Jags at home. Obviously, a very, very marginal upset. But I'm going to grab the Jags at home as what I think is the better football team. Jags, straight up, beat the Raiders in Jacksonville. Now, on the line, the Jags are taking a point and a half here as a home dog. So it's really interesting because that tells me that Vegas thinks... The Raiders are about four and a half points better than Jacksonville because they, they'll get that home bump. Jags will get that home bump and they're still point and a half dogs. I don't know what games Vegas is looking at. I think they're looking at like, well, they have Derek Carr and Devonte Adams. Of course they're better. Are we sure about that? Because I think Devontae caught one pass last week or something like that. It was not a good game for him. I know he was kind of battling the flu. But Carr was all over the place with the football. All over the place with the ball. I I don't know what other people are watching when they talk positively about the Raiders. I guess guess that's where I'm landing on this. I don't know what games they're watching. So obviously since I'm taking Jacksonville to win, give me the plus 1.5 on the Jags against the spread. Total in the game set at 46. I have to believe this goes over. You got a bottom 10 scoring defense involved in this game. I think this goes over, I think this could be some sloppy football, which I think could lead to some more points, so let's take over the 46.5 point total in Las Vegas and Jacksonville, let's go Jags 30, Raiders 28, right down to the wire, high scoring game, I think Jacksonville gets the job done in the end, give me the Jags in the upset. Shout out to my lurkers by the way, we've been around 5 or 6 concurrent Um, the, basically the whole stream, which is awesome for this early in the day division matchup here, taking place in Arizona. Next, the Seattle Seahawks are in Arizona taking on the cards. Now the Seahawks, a five win team to this point, which nobody expected, everybody expected the Seahawks to kind of collapse this year. And instead they found a little bit of an identity. Geno Smith is slinging the rock. The emergence of Kenneth Walker at running back. I, this Seattle team is not to be messed with. Like this is a actually pretty decent football team, especially on the offensive side. There are a top five scoring offense in the NFL right now. Yes, they're a bottom 10 scoring defense. So they are a bit of a glass cannon, but that offense is capable of keeping up with anybody. And that was definitely not expected uh, heading into this season. Arizona, a three-win team to this point in the season, uh, only one and one against the spread as a betting favorite, which is what they are in this game, marginally. You know they get they get the hometown bump. Um, Seattle as a betting underdog, four and two against the spread this year, so they're covering, they're beating Vegas's number fairly consistently this year. So again, just all in all, it's been an excellent beginning. The for you know, first half of the season. For the Seattle Seahawks in the post Russell Wilson era. And I think they said something really, um, really intriguing in the post game last week, which was like, it's it's cool, something along the lines of like, it's cool to have a team that, uh, you know, nobody demands the success. Like everybody just kind of puts their head down and works. And uh, they were talking about the rookie class too. Like, I don't know if the rookie class has said 500 words. Since they've been here, they're just putting their heads down and working and good things can happen when you're a team that can just put your head down, put the blinders on, move forward and work. The Arizona Cardinals come into this game with a bottom five scoring defense and that's not going to beat too many teams in the league having a bottom five scoring defense, especially a team that's scoring points at the rate that the Seattle Seahawks are. Again, Arizona's the favorite in this game. I don't particularly know why. I like the Seahawks here in the upset. I think they're the better football team, or at the very least, playing better right now. I don't know if it's still Call of Duty double XP release weekend, but uh, we might see a bit of a better game out of Kyler Murray this week. But I, I expect the Seahawks to win this thing. I think they're the better team. Let's take Seattle on the road in Arizona to get the win over the cards. So obviously... Like I mentioned, Arizona's the betting favorite here. They're laying two and a half points as the home favorite. I like Seattle to win, so give me the plus 2.5 on the Hawks. Total in the game set at 49 and a half points. And actually, I really like this thing to go over. I feel really comfortable about the overhitting here, especially where I think Seattle's going to win the game. And I actually like that so much that Seattle and Arizona over the point total of 49.5, is going to be my gold pick on the totals this week. Seattle, Arizona, over, my gold pick on the totals. Let's go Seattle, 31, Arizona, 24. Seattle wins, Seattle covers, and give me the over on the points. Uh, Andrew in the chat, Josh McDaniels gets fired by Mark Davis at the end of the season. Does he make it to the end of the season? I don't know. And McDaniels goes back to New England as the offensive coordinator. Maybe. I mean, look, there's, there's comfort in the familiar. It's entirely possible. And look, Belichick's not going to be there forever. If you really want to be the coach of the Patriots, I think you stick it out and you got to wait for it. Andrew, I got to give Seattle credit. They play well as a team. I give him credit that Geno Smith may get comeback player of the year. I a hundred percent think Geno Smith right now should be a front, at least a front runner for comeback player of the year. For sure. Pete Carroll might get coach of the year if they make the playoffs. That's entirely possible as well, because nobody diehard Seahawks fans weren't saying that this they were going to be a playoff team this year. So that is entirely possible as well. Three games left on the slate. We got the Los Angeles Rams traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now the Bucks come into this game with the benefit of the long week having played on Thursday. Uh, they're only a three-win team to this point in the season. Definitely not what any team is expected to have results-wise when your quarterback is Tom Brady. And obviously, uh, it, it all came out this past week that Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen have officially finalized a divorce. I wish nothing but the best for both of them because obviously, there's never a situation I've had to go through. Seems like it would be a really crummy situation to have to go through. So I certainly wish both of them the best. I hope they find what they're looking for. Now Tampa, in terms of their results on the field, like I said, three win team so far this year, they're a betting favorite in this game, but they're only two and six against the spread as a betting favorite. I think they've been betting favorites every single week and they've only covered against the spread twice. Not good, not good at all. And it just has not, yes, they've dealt with some injuries, but it just by and large has not come together for Tampa Bay and certainly not with any kind of consistency this year. On the other side, speaking of that, the Los Angeles Rams, only a three-win football team to this point in the season. They're the betting underdog here. They've been the betting underdog twice this year and have not covered against the spread. They're 0-2 as a betting dog this year. So when they're dogs, they're getting beaten and they're getting beaten consistently. That's what they are in this game. It makes it exceptionally difficult to make a play in this matchup. What I can say, the Rams are a bottom five scoring offense. With Matt Stafford at quarterback. With Cooper Cup at wide receiver. Bottom five scoring offense. This is why they were going so hard after Christian McCaffrey. They need to their running back situation needs to change. Now it looks like Cam Akers is actually going to like come back to the team if he doesn't get traded in the next couple of days. So he could come back well rested. That could make a difference. We can see. I mean, the Rams got to figure it out on offense. Van Jefferson. I don't think they're utilizing him the way that they should be. Maybe they're still in the Odell Beckham sweepstakes. Looks like Odell's going to make a decision in the next couple of days. We'll have to see what happens, but bottom five scoring offense. The Bucks are a bottom 10 scoring offense, but they do have a top 10 scoring defense. I think their defense is probably going to be what the difference is in this football game. I'm going to grab the Tampa Bay Bucks, especially where you've got Cooper cup. Who's kind of got kind of got dinged up last week, got rolled up on, on his ankle. Now he seems to say, Oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But they're going to do more testing on that. And if there's anything because he is, he's the he's the franchise. He is that franchise. So if there's anything there that may develop into a longer term injury, there's a possibility they could sit Cooper Cup. I don't know that they're going to in this game, but there's a possibility they could sit him. And if they do, what's the offensive upside of the Los Angeles Rams? So we're gonna grab the Bucks here to get the win. Tampa Bay beats the Rams in Tampa. On the line, Tampa's laying three full points here as a home favorite. So what do you do? Do you go with the team that's 25% covering as a favorite or do you go with the team that's 0% covering as an underdog? I like them to win. It's a relatively small price to pay. I guess I kind of got to hold my nose and lay the three points on Tampa Bay if I really believe in them to win. So we'll take Tampa straight up and we'll lay the points on the Bucks. Now, what I really like about this game is the total. The total set at 42.5, which is a really, really beatable number. But I'm staying under on this number. And actually, I like that so much that the Rams-Bucks-Under is going to be my silver pick on the totals this week. Under 42.5 in Rams-Bucks because the offensive upside of the Rams right now is not great. Certainly not great. You're playing a team that's a top 10 scoring defense. The Rams might not have Cooper Cup. The Bucs are still trying to figure it out on offense. I love the under in this one. Under 42 and a half points in Rams and Bucks. Let's go Tampa 23, Rams 17. Bucks win, Bucks cover, and give me the under on the points. Uh Andrew, this could be a good bounce back game for Tampa, not only for a win, but a little payback from the playoffs last year. Absolutely. I think they'll I think they come into this game probably a bit hungrier. Maybe than the Rams do. I think the Rams still understand that the context of their division is wide open. And look, so is the Bucs. I mean, Atlanta's leading that division. There's only four and four. So, I mean, that division's still wide open. But, I mean, now that the unpleasantness with Tom Brady is kind of behind them and it's finalized, hopefully he gets back to focusing on football and that would be the turnaround that the Bucs are looking for. All right, two games left on the slate. The Tennessee Titans in Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. And this is one of the more interesting games of this week. Both of these teams come into this game with five wins on the season. Kansas City is going to come into this game off of their bye week. So they will be well rested. They're going to be raring and ready to go. This is back-to-back road games for the Tennessee Titans, which is a thing that you have to take into consideration, especially this season. Tennessee comes into this game with a bottom 10 scoring offense, but a top 10 scoring defense. They're getting it done the way they have tended to get it done, which is give the ball to Derrick Henry 25 times a game and let the defense do the rest. And that's been a formula for them. And it's worked out for them because look, their wide receiver room is, you know, and Ryan Tannehill's not at a hundred percent. We saw Malik Willis last week, Tennessee is going to come into this game as a heavy betting underdog. They're actually taking double digits worth of points in this game. And as betting underdogs, Tennessee is two and one against the spread this year. As betting favorites, Kansas City is under 500, only two and three, despite having that top five scoring offense and a bottom 10 scoring defense. So a lot of points tend to happen in Kansas City Chiefs games. I'm going to go ahead and take the Chiefs to win this game. Like, look, they're, they're still one of the classes of the AFC. But this is going to be an exceptionally interesting football game to watch because the Chiefs better hope and pray that that run defense is on point. Because if it's not, it's Derrick Henry time. And, and it's going to be Derrick Henry time early and often in that football game. And if the run defense is not up to par, Derrick Henry is going to eat them alive. And the Tennessee Titans could win this game. I'm going to protect against that by hedging my bets. I'm taking the points with Tennessee. Tennessee plus 10.5 in this game against Kansas City. I don't have a problem with the Chiefs being double-digit favorites. Just as a general idea, general rule of thumb. I don't mind them being double-digit favorites, but not in this matchup. In this matchup, they're playing one of the dark horse elite teams in the AFC. And they have been for a couple of years now. Talk to my boy Keith Bailey. He will tell you all about the Tennessee Titans. Taking the points here with Tennessee, but I do think Kansas City gets the win. Now, total in this game set at 46.5 points, that is a credit to the Tennessee Titans scoring defense. The fact that any Kansas City game is has a number less than 50 points is a credit to the defense on the other side. Now, 46 and a half feels like an exploitable number. I think we're going to take advantage of that. And I think we're going to grab the over here. Over 46 and a half points in Kansas City, Tennessee. Let's go Chiefs 27, Titans 20. Chiefs win, Titans cover, and give me a marginal over on the points. By the way, I can't remember whether I mentioned it or not, but Titans plus 10 and a half against the spread, actually my silver pick against the spread this week, Titans plus the 10 and a half, just like I took the Jets plus the 12 and a half. It's just too many points for me. And our last game of the week sees the Baltimore Ravens traveling to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Uh, Ravens are a five-win team to this point in the season. They also have the benefit of the long week here, so they got some extra rest after having played in a winning effort on Thursday night. Baltimore, a top five scoring offense in the NFL so far this season, but this is the tail end of back-to-back road games for them. So that will obviously be a bit of a strain on their, um, on their ceiling, on their upside in this game. The New Orleans Saints, a three-win football team to this point in the year, a top 10 scoring offense, but a bottom 10 scoring defense. So a little bit of a glass cannon situation going on there in New Orleans. Now for the Ravens, they're only two and four against the spread as betting favorites, which is what they are in this game. And New Orleans, only two and three as a betting underdog. So not really much of an edge either way, kind of in this. Now where I am going to give the edge is that Ravens offense, man, they can, it doesn't matter how they do it. They can score points and obviously begins at the quarterback, certainly doesn't end at the quarterback. They got some weapons on that team. I think top to bottom, they're the better football team. I think we see a lot of points in this game. I'm going to take the Ravens to get the win here. Let's take Baltimore on the road in New Orleans to get the win over the Saints. On the line, Saints are taking three points here as the home dog. Like I mentioned, I like Baltimore to win. It's a relatively small price to pay. I'm going to go ahead and lay the three points here on the road. Ravens, again, credit to that scoring offense. Total in the game set at 48 and a half points. And I like the over in this one. I don't think this game has a hope in hell of not getting into the fifties. So we're going to go over 48 and a half points in Baltimore, New Orleans. Let's go Baltimore 28, New Orleans 24. I think this is a competitive football game. I just like the Ravens to win. I'll take the Ravens to cover and definitely give me the over. And the only reason this over is not in my platinum, gold, silver, and bronze is because I try not to put the Monday game in there for situations like this where I might have to stream before the week is over. I want you to know how my top picks did week in and week out no matter what. So I try to avoid putting those picks in my top picks. Honestly, if this was not the Monday game, this over would be in there and it would be pretty high on the list. So there you have them, folks. Those are my picks for week nine in the NFL. I think we did very well. We're only at an hour 10 for the live stream. So I'm going to be getting the out of here nice and early. Let's go over the platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks here with you one more time. My top picks for week nine. Uh, straight up, my platinum pick, the Cincinnati Bengals over the Carolina Panthers. My gold pick, the Minnesota Vikings over the Washington Commanders. My silver pick, the Philadelphia Eagles over the Houston Texans. And my bronze pick, the Green Bay Packers, out of necessity, (laughs) over the Detroit Lions. Uh, Against the spread, my platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks. Uh, My platinum pick is the Jets plus the 12.5 points. Too many points for me in a division game. The gold pick, the Minnesota Vikings, minus three. My silver pick, the Tennessee Titans, plus 10.5. Once again, too many points on a defense that is as good as theirs is. And my bronze pick, the Atlanta Falcons, plus three. And on my totals, my platinum pick, the Chargers and Falcons going over the point total, which is 48 and a half. My gold pick, Seattle and Arizona going over 49 and a half points. My silver pick, the Rams and the Bucks staying under 42 and a half. And my bronze pick, the Colts and the Patriots staying under 39 and a half points. Those are the top picks for week nine. Those are all the picks for week nine. And I hope you have a very happy Halloween, no matter what you're doing, if you're partying, if you're handing out treats, no matter what you're doing. Hope you have a safe night and I hope you have a fun night. Uh, Let's take a peek here in the chat just before we get out of here. Let's see, Andrew Warren. I thought Malik Willis played well for Tennessee. This will be a good one to watch, absolutely. Uh, The Ravens offense is so dominant that they're compared to the 98 Vikings or the 81 Chargers in the greatest show on turf. It's real interesting because like, think about it, this, they're doing what they're doing offensively while almost completely ignoring Rashad Bateman. But I mean, he's also kind of dinged up with injury and JK Dobbins hasn't been there for most of the season. So you think about what they're doing with their scoring offense to, to steal a quote from Dragon Ball Z, this isn't even their final form. (laughs) So, I mean, like they're, they're doing it, they're getting it done all over the place and without some of their top players. Uh, Repulate gaming love the show don't want it to end hey, thank you I appreciate that very much that's awesome uh Paxton daily sounds like we're pretty much on the same page this week Ravens minus three Miami minus four and a half uh Raiders Jacksonville money line uh Vikings minus three awesome thanks for the great insight Andrew Goku I I I was that I was that kid I was that kid in high school. I loved Dragon Ball Z. I'd wake up at like 7 in the morning and watch back-to-back episodes before going to school. Like, I was a big Dragon Ball Z mark when I was a kid. It's I haven't checked out this new um, super, but uh, I've been meaning to. So, I must check that out and uh, see if it still holds up. Anyway. That's it for me, Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, fueled as always by the incredible folks at Nerd Tease, the Week 9 picks and the Week 9 show, now in the books. Happy Halloween, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you have a great evening and we will see you again for Week 10. But don't forget, CFL playoffs start this week. It's playoff time, baby. Three weeks, we're going to have a Grey Cup champion.